Good morning, everyone, and uh, happy new year. So we are so grateful to God for giving us another year. Uh, the Christmas tree is still there, and uh, so some of you might be still enjoying your leftover chocolates and uh, other bits and bobs. Um, either way, um, so we are so grateful to God for this year. So we are continuing with uh, James chapter 5, verse 1 to 6. So uh, that's, uh, that's, that's the passage I'm, I'll be preaching from today, James chapter 5. Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted and moth have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you, uh, eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. Look. The wages you failed to pay, the workers who mowed your field are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ear of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on luxury, in, uh, lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourself in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one, one who has not opposing you. It's not an easy passage to read. It's quite shocking and grim and quite gloomy one. Let me explain the context. This is a, a warning to the rich people. They are not believers, but the listeners are the believers. This is a comfort to the people. They are oppressed and persecuted by these rich people. It is very similar to uh, the prophetic lament in Ezekiel or in the, in the Old Testament, one of the best places we can uh, read that one in Ezekiel chapter 2. Son of man, set your face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him and all Egypt. Speak to him and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt. I'm not going to read all of it. So the listener who is listening that the, the people of God listening who is the oppressor the Pharaoh he was not there or even I don't know whether he listened to this one but through listening to this uh, prophetic word through the prophet the people of God were comforted by knowing God is the God of justice and they are under the wings and the shadow and the protection of this God the same way when James was addressing the rich people, the oppressive uh, people, uh, the people of God were comforted by knowing they were reminded by who God is and what God is going to do and what's the destiny of uh, these rich people. Even though these verses are warning to rich people, God doesn't want his people to fall into the same snare and temptation or the destiny what is waiting for them. The problem is not the extent of their wealth, but the attitude towards the wealth uh, they possess. Sometimes we can think completely and we can be completely misguided by these verses and think it's about someone else. It's uh, because it is talking about the rich. And I am not because I know people richer than me. That's the way we can um, think about it. It's not about me and uh, it's someone else. But 
in one sense, if you're living in the West and if you have a pound in your account, you are richer than many other people living in some parts of this world. But let's understand the context and what, what is the, why God is giving this warning to, to these people. Two different areas. Uh, they use their wealth and uh, that is going to a danger zone. How do they use their wealth? You know, so they gather the wealth. They, they, they're hoarding earthly treasures. And what are they using with this wealth? Um, they're spending life in self-indulgence. So that's the first category. So they are gathering it and living in luxury and in self-indulgence. This is similar to the warning Jesus has given in Matthew chapter 6. You know, in chapter 6 verse 19, do not store up your earthly, uh, yourself treasure on earth where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves and uh, thieves break in and steal. He's giving a warning, don't store up here. Don't put your deposit in, in your earthly, you know, that's the place it will be destroyed. It's very similar to the warning James was giving to this rich people. You know, your, your, your gold is corroded. Uh, your silver is, uh, uh, you know, so, so corroded and rotten, you know, so it's quite stinky, smelly, you know, even though you think it's so amazing and spectacular in God's eye, your clothes are moth-eaten because you don't need that one. You're just bulking it up. Your wardrobes are overflowed with all this kind of wealth to show that sometimes you don't even wear that one, but this is a sign of your security and your sign of your self-indulgence. You, you, all you're saying, like, I don't care about what happens there. Let me enjoy my life. This is a warning um, to rich people how you use your life. Proverbs 11 verse 28, who are trusting the riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like a green leaf. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 9, Paul reminded uh, his believers, uh, for those who decide to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. That's the love of money. Or, or, or decide to be rich, you know. It's not leading into security or safety. It's actually ruin and destruction. So we can see the same warning happened in, in the parable of the rich uh, fool also, you know. So uh, Jesus uh, giving the same warning in Luke chapter 12 verse um, 15 onwards, take care and be on your guard against all um, covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his position. And this guy, the rich fool, completely failed to reach towards God. He was rich towards things, but God is reminding rich towards God. And these rich people, what do they do with their money? So you have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened your heart in a day of slaughter. So you can see that one. Nobody's involved in their circle. Everything about themselves, me, mine, and everything is about them. This is completely opposite of 
God's kingdom. Why? That is not the character of God. God is the God of generosity. He's generous. That's his character. How? Because he created everything, you know. He created everything beautifully, wonderfully, amazingly. And he created us in his image and likeness. He didn't say that one. These things are for you. Go and enjoy. And when things went wrong and we completely lost, lived in darkness, uh, what did he do, you know? So he didn't send someone to fix it, you know. So he, he didn't give us some generosity to us through some things actually in the scripture we can see that one in the history we can see that he himself God himself came down and he gave himself for us he is the he, he became the generosity to us and he is the example you know he was equivalent to God and he didn't, he didn't, he, you know, so he, he didn't stay there. He came down and rescued us, you know, so he, his life was the demonstration of de generosity. That's the place generosity starts because God is generous. He didn't just say it, he demonstrated it through his life by giving his life and he gave himself for us. He's generous. And second thing, they used the wealth to crush people, to exercise injustice and oppress the righteous. Behold, the, uh, the wages of the laborers are uh, who mowed your field, which you kept back in fraud, are crying out against you. And the cries of the uh, uh, and the cries of the harvesters have reached the ear of the Lord of hosts. In some translation, the Lord of the Lord of Armies, you know. So that means God is ready to respond. This is a, a like a war situation. God is going to deal with the situations, and God is not going to sit there and watch kind of things because this is something serious. Because you have used your wealth and money and strength and everything for yourself, and you're just enjoying your luxury. Not only that, use your money, power, wealth, everything to crush and oppress and to steal. And and now this money, whatever you own it, and whatever you in your self-indulging life is crying out to God, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be there. That I'm not His money. I'm their money. You know. So because the wealth belongs to God, God is the giver of wealth, and this wealth might have a knowledge. I'm supposed to be in this place, but I'm in the wrong place. So the Lord of hosts, the Lord of army, listening to that. This is not my heart. I can't tolerate this one. So God is going to respond. So, so, and there is a warning against these rich people. Leviticus 19, we can hear, see the same uh, warning uh, God is uh, giving to his people. Uh, you shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages of a hired servant shall not remain with you all night until the morning. That's Leviticus 19, verse 13. By the way, Leviticus 19 is the famous chapter, you know, that's a place, you know, love your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The same chapter he's putting, poor and the weak, and they should be protected, and they are part of God's heart. Sometimes we think, 
okay, what to do with me, these kind of passages, because I do my gardening, uh, I do all these things by myself, I don't have any harvesters, I'm not withholding anything. But we are living in a, in a Western world connected with the internet in a globalized, uh, uh, in a wealthy country. And, uh, and we, we do everything through click and collect, or going to the shop, and we do lots of things here and there. But this book was really helpful for me to understand actually how this passage relevant to be now. So I'll be reading some of the passages from some of the some of the things from this book, A Call to Act. I'll really, really like to encourage you, please read this one. So I may not be able to explain all the um, ins and outs of practical aspect, but there are lots of info, uh, uh, helpful information um, uh, to relevant to this passage, how can we live now demonstrating God's heart through how we use our money and wealth God has given in our life. So in, 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 in the scripture, you know, so God's heart for justice is so eminent, how God wants to see uh, and look after the poor. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 1 says, the Lord deserts dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 31 says, whoever opposes the poor shows contempt for their maker. Wow, that is quite shocking. That's quite alarming. Whenever we oppress the poor, actually, God is directly offended by that. Do not exploit the poor because they are poor. Do not crush the needy in court, for the Lord will take up their cases. We might think, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. You might remember a couple of years back, there was a uh, sensational news on the media about uh, uh, one of the biggest chain in England, the clothes chain, and their clothes came with uh, these kind of attached labels to their, uh, to their labels, you know, forced to work in exhausting hours, degrading sweatshop conditions, you know, and somebody bought this one as they were trying to, I don't know, wash, put in the washing machine, they saw this extra label attached there, the cloth, and they did some research, some people did some research that end up in, in Bangladesh, you know, so they found out that these are coming from Bangladesh, these are coming from Cambodia, these are coming from Pakistan, these are coming from Turkey, these are coming from India, and they found out these places, they're producing clothes, are in a shocking place, it's not a living place, you know, there's, there's no running water, you know, so that's, a, that's, a, that's the place they produce and well packed, put nice sticker and hang on our big high street places or our online showrooms. What we do, I don't exploit anyone, all we do I click and collect, but knowingly or unknowingly, our shopping habits are empowering or enslaving someone somewhere else in the world. Oh, bless and this is the wrong time to hear this preach because I just opened my press and uh, this, the t-shirt I wear, the, the jumper I wear, you know, so I feel so ashamed and uh, it's so, uh, I feel like it's so like, guilty now. No, that's not the point. God wants to quicken our heart and uh, open our eyes to see his heart 
God cares for the poor because everyone created in God's image and his likeness. God is a God of justice and God wants to use our world to enjoy and to be generous. And God wants to, uh, us as a people of God, we, want, we can be different. That is not the world. They use their wealth to indulge and self-sufficient and use their own security and safety. But as a people of God, we are not scared of the wealth or the more wealth or less wealth. Our security lies on Jesus and knowing Jesus as our generous father, we want to be generous as he is. That's the place we are liberated. That is an act of worship and kindness to other people. That's the way we want to demonstrate our love for God and love for one another. That's the whole point of this scripture. Not to bring shame or name or not to tell you which the way you need to shop, which is the shop you need to go and shop. This is a, this is a relationship between you and God. And this is a cry from our heart. God, help me to make choices in a way, empowering, equipping, uh, and releasing people the way I do things, whether it's in my uh, supermarket shopping to online shopping to uh, click and collect, whatever it is, this is my cry. Once you have that desire, I believe God will lead you. God will guide you. That's one of the things in the scripture in James lack of wisdom ask god i want to use my wealth for your glory give me the wisdom guarantee god will give you more wisdom how to use your wealth to empower people and to use that money for god's glory bible does not cast any aspersion or any suspicion regarding wealth or wealthy people or any riches they possess. Money is not the problem. In James chapter 5 verse 11, James is talking about Job. As you know, that's James chapter 5 verse 11. We count as blessed those who have perceived, you know, so, uh, 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 you know, so they, they perceived. You have heard of Job perseverance. And have been seen that the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. What is he talking about in James, in Job chapter 40, verse 12? Uh, we can hear that one. And, and, and later, you know, Job, so, and Job prayed and, uh, uh, for his friends. The Lord restored his fortune and gave him twice as much as he had before. He's a wealthy man. He's a double profited man now. After everything happened, you know, so there is a perseverance there. But James wants to communicate something regarding the blessing Job received, the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. James was not trying to communicate. Look at the entrepreneurial work of Job. He is the good investor. He was saying like what he owns in his life, Job owns because of God's mercy and 
God's grace. At the same time, in the scripture, there is a consistent warning to his people in uh, how to use our money. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, but so I'll read that again. 1, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Hallelujah. God is not against wealth. He is a wealthy God. He is the God of blessing. He is the provider for us. What is that for? To put their hope in God who richly provides us in everything for our enjoyment. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 itself in the verse 5, but godliness with the contempt is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into the temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. We already mentioned that before. For the love of money many people say love of money is the root of uh, 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 money is the root of all kind of evil but bible didn't say that one bible doesn't say that one the love of money is a root of all kind of evil some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with the many graves so these are the warnings from the scripture god who blessed us richly and the and and to to enjoy God's blessing and to be generous so two verses always remember to enjoy everything God has given in our life and to be generous you cannot separate that one if we are receiving understanding God's grace that's the way we will be moving forward I like to read a passage, uh, uh, a quote from uh, uh, J.C. Ryle. That's the, the, this is this is something uh, he's, he was the bishop of uh, Liverpool. Um, he put this in there. I thought that was really helpful for me, and I hope this will will be really helpful for you to understand uh, uh, related to money. Let us watch and pray against the love of money. It is a subtle disease and often far nearer to us than we suppose. A poor man is just as liable to it as a rich man. It is possible to love money without having it, and it is possible to have it without loving it. So let's be content with such things as we have. So that's our prayer. So. God is not against riches, but God wants us to use our wealth for his glory and for his kingdom. So we can see that in the Bible, there are 
diversity is there, not just uh, uh, there are cultural diversities there. At the same time, we can see that there are physical diversity there. There is a, a materially diverse and spiritually and intellectually wealth, education, wisdom, power, knowledge, possession, authority, influence. There are different layers of people are there. So, so the very fact of diversity and inequality of the distribution of the stuff we need to we need to understand that's in the Bible, and some some people say socialism is the solution. You know, so distribute the wealth that's the solution, but Bible has a radical solution to that one. It's not just leveling everything. Everyone is you know just like distributing the wealth, and so everyone can have it. But God brought a radical solution. Whatever God is giving in your life. You know, just uh, uh, to richly enjoy, not to indulge in ourselves or superficial luxury, but to be generous because God is a God of generous. So, so enjoying whatever God is giving in your life and not holding it back, but to be generous. That's in Book of Acts. You can see a community. They gave. And they were generous to one another. They were celebrating God together. That is completely opposite of this world. This, this rich people mentioned in James chapter 5. So this is my prayer and cry this morning. Let God encourage us as a, as a, as a group of people, as a God's generation this time, enjoying God's goodness at the same time a people of of, of generosity, knowing that he is the one richly providing with us everything to live for life and godliness. God bless. Thank you.